The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, where the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief, you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. You know, I want to first begin by saying what an incredible and tremendous opportunity this is and how humbled I am to be up here standing before you, my parish family, as the church's newest deacon. It's, it's an incredible gift, and I could not have been doing this. I could not have gone to this point without all of you and your prayers and your continued support the past seven years. And so thank you, and it's an honor for me to be here. And what an incredible opportunity it is to be ordained this weekend. Because, because not only are we celebrating the joy of my, my ordination, we are also still celebrating the joy of the resurrection And this tremendous gift through the resurrection that is being extended to each and every one of us, God's divine mercy. It's a gift, not something we purchased, not something we've merited. It's not even really something we deserve. But it's a gift, a gift that is being given freely, wholeheartedly, and unconditionally. And we see this in today's gospel. We see the apostles terrified in the upper room 
They're scared. The Romans had just killed their Lord. They could be next. The doors are locked. They're, they're, they're terrified. But Jesus comes and breaks through their fears, through those locked doors, and stands in their midst, and he says to them, Peace be with you. And then he shows them his wounds, a reminder to them of what the world had just done to him, a reminder to all of us of what sin continues to do to him. But he doesn't come back. He doesn't break through their presence. He doesn't sit in their fears and yell at them, angry, seeking retribution, vengeance. No. The first words out of his mouth are peace be with you. In other words, he extends his mercy, the divine mercy that is flowing from the wounds that he had just shown them. And then he breathes on them the Holy Spirit. He breathes on them the gift of life, the gift of that same mercy that he's extending to them, that they too may become bearers of that same mercy. But the story doesn't end there. Then we hear about Thomas. Good old doubting Thomas. He doesn't believe. He wants the proof. The apostles had just come to him and told him, look, we saw the Lord. And what does he say? Nope. I am not believing. I didn't see him. My fingers aren't in his wounds. I didn't see him with my eyes. I'm not believing. So, what does Jesus do? Comes back, returns, same thing. They're all back in the upper room. Their doors are locked, but this time, Thomas is with them. And he comes back, breaks through. Peace be with you. He looks at Thomas. Come here. Look at these wounds. Put your finger in my hands. Put your finger in my side. Put your finger in my feet. Encounter the wounds that was pierced for you. Thomas, standing in the midst of our Lord, encountering that same mercy being extended to him, exclaims from the depths of his heart, My Lord and my God. My friends, I find myself saying these same words yesterday during the ordination because my own journey to the diaconate, ultimately to the priesthood, has not been without fears, without doubts. And a lot of it was due to a lack of trust and humility in the mercy that was being extended to me throughout my weaknesses, throughout my limitations, throughout my humanity. I can't even begin to tell you how many times in this journey I have told myself, there's no way I'll be able to do this. There's no way that I, God is calling me. I'm too weak. I'm too broken. Yes, I've gone, I went to confession. It's not that I didn't believe that, like, oh, the validity of the sacrament, but it was more that I didn't live it. I went to confession, but I still came out feeling broken, unforgivable, terrified, and doubtful of the gift that was being offered to me. It was so bad that I actually I tried to leave the third year of my seminary career. And it was Father Ty, God rest his soul, that I revealed everything to. I told him, Father, I, I think this is it. I, I can't do this anymore. I'm too weak. I'm too broken. I struggle way too much. 
to really believe that the Lord is calling me into the priesthood. Father Ty just looks at me, gives me a hug, and he just says, peace, brother. The church is not calling you to leave just yet. Thank you for your honesty, because now your formation can truly begin. Father Ty, for me, was the wounds of Christ. He presented God's divine mercy into my life. And it's through him that I stand up here today. But my friends, that's the beauty of this weekend, is our Lord extends this exact same mercy to each and every one of you. Each and every one of you. But yet, like St. Thomas in the Gospel, how many times have we actually doubted this? How many times have we actually allowed our own weaknesses, our own struggles, our limitations, our own humanity from truly believing that our Lord died on the cross for us to wash us with a mercy that completely envelops any kind of sin we could ever possibly commit? I mean, look at the cross. See how he hangs there. How could we doubt that the sin of killing our own Lord is unforgivable enough that he wouldn't die and continue to save us and extend the same mercy that flows from the wounds that he showed to the apostles, that he showed to Thomas, and that he shows to each and every one of us. So my friends, today, on this incredible weekend of divine mercy, I ask and encourage all of us to let go of the control that our fears, our doubts, our shames may have on each and every one of us that are preventing us from truly seeing our sins as nothing but a single drop of water in the ocean of God's mercy, as nothing compared to what he is extending to each and every one of us today. Nothing makes our Lord happier than to see you return into his arms, because nothing is more desirable to him than you, each and every one of you. So that when you return, you too can exclaim from the depths of your heart, my Lord and my God. And so as we approach this altar to receive that same Lord who is extending his divine mercy in the Eucharist, I encourage you and I invite you to listen to this prayer, one of the concluding prayers for the Divine Mercy Chaplet. I will say it and I pray and I ask, invite you to listen to it and pray it in the silence of your hearts asking the Lord to free you from anything that is preventing you from approaching and truly receiving his divine mercy. Let us pray. Eternal Father, in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us, that in difficult moments we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. Amen. Now, with great confidence, we place our petitions before the Heavenly Father. That on this Divine Mercy Sunday, the Church will rededicate herself to living and proclaiming Christ's mercy, we pray to the Lord. Lord. 
that leaders of governments will work to ensure that all people can live in peace with the freedom to worship God and pursue holiness. We pray to the Lord. For those burdened by sin, that the grace of the resurrection would move them to receive God's mercy in the sacrament of reconciliation, we pray to the Lord. For those trapped in confusion or doubt, that they may be filled with the truth and the light of the risen Christ, we pray to the Lord. For the dying and for the souls of all the faithful departed, that they be given eternal rest in the peace of Christ, we pray to the Lord. For the grace this week to face the trials and difficulties of life with the confidence and certainty that come from Christ's victory over death, we pray to the Lord. For Deacon John, for Deacon Eric and Deacon Andres, that this year of preparation for the priesthood inside the diaconate will be one fruitful and joyful year. We pray to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we place these petitions before you. We know you will answer them according to your will. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.